Today is Monday, February 12th, 2024. This is Quick Start from CBN News. I'm Dan Andros. A shooting at Joel Osteen's megachurch in Houston. We'll have that top story and more on today's podcast, where we bring you news from a Christian perspective. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating, if you haven't done that yet, on your podcast platform of choice. And send us your thoughts. Podcast at cbn.org. That's our email address. Joining me now to get through the news of the cry, Billy Hallowell. And Billy, we're going to dive into what we know about this shooting, a tragic scene down at Lakewood Church yesterday. Yeah, really also just a, a very bizarre story with details that the police, I think, are going to be spending some time trying to hash out and figure out, but could have been much, much worse. Tragic, of course, but thankfully some heroes stepped in, so we'll get into all that. Yeah, some quick reaction. We'll talk about that. And then the main thing, we got a former U.S. Marine joining the Quick Start podcast to highlight how free tuition policies are contributing to the military crisis in America. Madison Seals has more on that. And don't forget to subscribe to our CBN News podcast, DC Debrief with John Stolness and Billy's Newsmakers podcast, one full length interview each and every weekday. Don't want to miss those. Make sure you signed up. Now their housekeeping out of the way, we're going to head on over to the news in 90 seconds. Patrick Mahomes has done it again. The Kansas City Chiefs outlasted the San Francisco 49ers in a duel that went into overtime. It was one of the NFL's longest games in history. Mahomes threw a touchdown strike to McCole Hardman with just seconds left in the first overtime period to give the Chiefs a 25 22 win. This is their second Super Bowl in a row, and Patrick Mahomes was named MVP. And news broke yesterday afternoon that there was an active shooter situation at Lakewood Church in Houston, Texas. That's Pastor Joel Osteen's church. A woman in a trench coat opened fire with a rifle and it sent worshipers rushing to find safety while two off-duty officers confronted and killed the shooter. Two other people were shot and injured, including a five-year-old boy who was in critical condition. Details of the confrontation still remain unclear hours after the tragedy. and Police have not released the woman's identity yet or a motive. It's also unknown what relationship, if any, the woman had with the boy who was actually, uh, who actually shot him and the man. And the Houston police chief, Troy Finner, told reporters during a news conference the female suspect that put that baby in danger, I'm going to put the blame on her. Those are just some of today's top stories. You can check out more stories over at CBNnews.com. And uh, Billy, as I said at the top here, we're going to dive in more of the details on this than just the ones we brushed over here. So we're going to do that for our focus story today. And Billy, this was just, uh, there was a live stream of this. It was just before the Spanish service and you could actually hear the shots ring out. Just a harrowing scene at Lakewood. What do we know so far uh, in addition to what I just covered there? Yeah, I mean, th there's not a whole lot about, you know, why this happened. I think the the most difficult detail and the strangest one is that this woman with the trench coat apparently came in with this kid, right, yeah. who's estimated between the ages of four and five years old, as you were saying there. And, 
you know, a lot of questions about why, who this child was to her. Is this some sort of shield, obviously, right? That this poor kid gets hit in this crossfire there. Um, and we know that there were two off-duty officers, law enforcement officers, who apparently worked in security at the church. One uh, was a 28-year-old Houston Police Department officer, and another one is a 38-year-old agent with the Texas Alcoholic Beverage Commission. Both of them had less than five years working on the job and they engaged the shooter and and she was you know hit right away you know this could have been a far worse situation right if there were if there weren't security there um i've been to lakewood um on assignment years ago uh we did it we did a segment there i've seen the church if anybody has been there it is a massive i mean it was a former stadium right it was where the huge venue yeah it's where the houston rockets used to play their basketball games it's an nba team so big crowds there it's essentially an event stadium. So it is, yeah. it is a big arena. Yeah. And so a lot of people, when you, when you look at what some of the people who were there were saying, they never thought they'd be in a situation like this. You picture families, you know, at church getting ready, you know, to be in church just a few minutes away from a service running and fleeing for their lives saying, we never thought this, we would have been there. Um, the woman was, you know, spraying something on the ground apparently too. And so that's one detail that's being investigated. She, allegedly threatened that she had a bomb. Um, They had searched her vehicle, the backpack that she had with her. They did not find any explosives, but that substance she was spraying on the ground, there have been some questions about um, as well. And so, yeah, again, the the big thing is going to be, well, two things, another church shooting, right? Another house of worship, worship shooting. And then what is that motive? Is this just a random thing? Is there some target? Um, And, you know, I will say Joel Osteen actually, has gotten some praise for the statement that he put out on this. I don't know if you saw the statement he put out uh, late last night. Um, He talked about the community being devastated by today's events. Um, He said, may the healing hands of God touch the lives of everyone involved and provide comfort during this difficult time. And then he talked about darkness. He said, in the face of such a darkness, we must hold on to our faith and remember evil will not prevail. God will guide us to the darkest of times. And he talked about rising together through um, all of this, and there was a little bit more to that statement, but uh, but a lot of people felt it was obviously an, an appropriate response. Yeah, I mean, 100% it could have been, first of all, my reaction, it could have been a lot worse, as you said, and they had these off-duty police officers who were working security, and a couple things going here, it's Texas, almost always there's going to be somebody packing in Texas, so if there is a shooter, and I know people argue about this with guns, like, should we have them or not? But the fact is, we do have them. So when you have good guys with the guns, and a lot of them in an area, there's a higher chance that when a bad guy comes with a gun, they're going to be able to respond very, very quickly versus having to call the police and wait for them to arrive, or it could be a whole another scene. But they responded very quickly, apparently, very bravely as well. Um, and also, I noticed in his statement, um, Billy, I don't know if you caught this part of it. They didn't write a quote, but uh, in the AP article, they mentioned that Osteen said he added he would pray for the victims and the woman who did the shooting and their families. And so that's that's a very interesting thing that, you know, for him to point out, right? This is the person who did this and caused this trauma and this horrible scene to unfold at this church. And he did take the time to also pray for that woman's family because we don't know who it is, what her name is yet at the time of this taping. And so um, it's just tragic all around, but um, powerful statement there from Osteen. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think remembering that in those moments, the families of those people who have done these things, they, they need prayer too. Yeah. I, I think that is, you know, that, that's one of the hardest things when you're going through the pain and you're thinking, obviously the victims and those who saw, I mean, think about all the kids and the families who saw this or experienced the fear right. of it, you know, who are now going to have to live with that. Even if, even if they didn't see any of the carnage, just knowing they had to flee and run while at church, that's enough to make people fearful to yeah. go back to church ever again, you know? So I think, um, what a strange story. I, and I, obviously we're going to know more hopefully as time goes on about why she did it, um, and, and what motivated it, but we'll have to see, yeah. you know, in the coming days. Yeah. And judging by the details we've heard so far with the boy being injured, it sounds like, and what the uh, officer said there, what the chief said, it sounds like the police had to shoot obviously in her direction because she had the gun and she was shooting, the, the, these innocent bystanders. And so the boy must have probably likely been hit by police fire and I'd also be praying for those uh, officers, undercover off, or off-duty officers who did this because, I mean, imagine that trauma, right? Not only having to take someone out, but at least you know that person was trying to do harm. But then, you know, this innocent kid's in the way. I mean, what a horrible situation to put somebody in to not only have to shoot someone at, at all, but the fact that they're using a kid or had a kid basically as a human shield with them for whatever reason is just horrifying. And, you know, let's just pray for that child as well. The last update that we've seen overnight is that, that the boy is in critical condition and hopefully he pulls through. Yeah. I mean that, and that's the part here too. You know, if that child's getting hit by officers by accident who are trying to stop this, the choice you have is horrific, right? right? I mean, the choice is you, you have to stop this event from going on. You don't know what this person's claiming. They have a bomb. They've sprayed some substance on the ground and now they've got a long, you know, a long gun coming into the church. You've got a real decision to make. And so it makes you wonder again, is this kid a shield? What was, who was this kid? Was yeah. it her son? And then the trauma that that kid's going to face too in this. So there's just yeah. so many layers to it. Yeah. And, and just again, for clarity, that's me speculating on that because we don't have that detail confirmed, but I'm just putting two and two together on the details they have confirmed. And that seems like a likely scenario, but we'll wait for more details to come out and we will have them on cbnnews.com obviously continued prayers for everyone involved in that situation all right we're going to head to the main thing now and calls for free college tuition certainly have an economic impact but they could also impact our national security former u.s marine kate monroe talked to madison seals about how those free tuition policies and outdated gi bill benefits are contributing to our military crisis in America and how we can best support our service members. That's today's main thing. A couple of weeks ago, we covered a report about the decline in U.S. military readiness called the Index of Military Strength. Kate, your recent op-ed addresses some of the reasons behind this decline, including lower recruitment numbers, taking us into 2024 with the smallest active duty force in more than 80 years. Why are fewer young and capable men and women enlisting in the U.S. military? Well, there's a lot of factors that play into this. You know, 82% of most people that serve, serve generationally right? Mm -hmm. But in the last couple of cycles of generations of people that have served, there has been some things that have happened during their parent service, right? In these last couple of generations during their parent service. And once they have become veterans that when they tell those stories to their kids, 
it, it doesn't paint a good picture for their children. For example, the instance at which people are assaulted in the military, roughly 70% of people get assaulted. So if you have a whole generation of people that were assaulted, especially in certain services, they're going to tell their kids that they're not safe in that particular service. One. Yeah. Two, the adversarial process of the VA, once you become a veteran, is so difficult that those parents and all these other generational wars are talking to their kids saying, you're going to go serve and the promise the country makes to you isn't going to be upheld. Then there's just an overall um, wokeism that has crept into every single service, except for the Marine Corps. <laughs> the Marine Corps has done the best job, I think, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a Marine Corps veteran. They've done the best job at holding together their esprit de corps, right? They, they have kept the Marine Corps hard. It's still difficult to get into. Not everyone qualifies. But the other services have gone very woke. And there's like that saying, you know, you go woke, you go broke. Well, in the military, you, you go woke, you have a massive recruiting crisis. That's what happens. And then the last thing, something that happened, you know, recently during this administration, they've been making a massive push to make college free for everyone. Well, a lot of kids that were going into every other service except for the Marine Corps, you don't go into the Marines for college. You go in to be a Marine. Well, a lot of the other services rely on kids wanting to get that GI Bill. So if college is free now... Couple that with, you know, generational failure once people become veterans, um, the assaults in the military, all the wokeism, the lack of patriotism that we are seeing, and now college is free. You put that in a bucket, shake it around, now you have a massive recruiting crisis, and making college free is just going to be a massive detriment to future recruiting. I, I am totally against um, us doing this as a nation. Uh, people need to take responsibility for their debt. This is just another way that this administration has failed the American people. And as you mentioned, you're a former U.S. Marine yourself, so you can speak to how important incentives can be in recruiting young adults. And that makes perfect sense that veterans who have honorably served are rewarded with benefits like free college under the GI Bill. But when benefits are extended to the entire population, regardless of service, sacrifice, or effort, then those things can no longer be considered benefits. And you mentioned in your article that minus the Marine Corps and the Space Force, every other branch missed their recruiting goals in the past fiscal year. What types of careers or jobs are these young adults pursuing instead? Well, there's a lot of different things. I mean, I think a lot of the kids who would have come from the center of the country, you know, places like Texas and, you know, the Carolinas, a lot of those kids are picking up trades. So a lot of their parents got out of the service and picked up trades as a profession. So you're seeing a lot of them going toward trade vocations. And that's good. I mean, the country does need more tradesmen, but we still need them to go serve in the military first. So I think that that's one thing. Then the others that are not going to be tradesmen, a lot of them want to be business owners. There's a big entrepreneurial push. Um, they do, you know, we've done a, a good job telling kids, you know, that you can own your own business. So they all think they should be a CEO today, which is why I actually crafted the framework of the Veteran Entrepreneur Act, because this next generation, if college is free, then what is left? You know, what is the reward then? Well, if they can use their college to their college funds to start a business, that could be a good carrot. That that's an interesting incentive that we've never offered, um, as a nation. The legislation has already been introduced. We went to the effort of getting bipartisan, bicameral support. I, I highly doubt it won't pass because we are entering into a very unsafe season uh, as a nation if we don't shore up our position on recruiting. I mean, there's a lot of other things other than the Venture to Entrepreneur Act that could help us with recruiting. If you have time to talk about that, there's a lot of solutions, but we need to be firing every arrow in the quiver right now to get our military strength up immediately.
especially since we're facing all these potential wars around the globe. Yeah, absolutely. And and we can talk about that. As someone who was also in the military yourself, what do you think are some of the steps that our military and our policymakers should take in promoting the military as a viable option for young adults still? Well, first, before I answer the question, I would like to tell anybody who is a parent of a, a kid who is, you know, high school age thinking of joining or anyone who's listening of thinking of going in the service, let's not forget that once you serve in the military, it changes your life's end destination. So if a lot of people have said to me, hey, Kate, even though you're a 100% disabled Marine Corps vet and a lot of very hard things happen to you, would you still do it again? And I could tell you 100% I would because the real value of having served other than you're being a blessing to your nation is you will have unmatched resiliency, your ability to adapt and overcome. Nothing will seem as hard ever again. So, you know, you want to go write a book, it'll be easy compared to having been in the service. You just will have a whole skill set and a step above your peers. Because when I go to um, a job, I go to speak and I am able to tell people I served in the Marine Corps, it cuts me apart from everyone else who's on stage with me. Like I'm running for Congress, I'm the only veteran running. I'm the only Marine Corps veteran. So it's it, it puts a spotlight on on me and sets me apart as something of more value. So there's more value than just free this, free that. It really sets up your life for success. Many um, CEOs of companies are veterans. So it, it is a good thing for your life. So how do we solve? How do we solve the recruiting crisis? We need to immediately abandon all wokeism in the military immediately. Not only is it not a good recruiting tool, it puts our military men and women at risk. They, they used to talk about the thing was we don't want you know women to serve in combat. Well, now we're trying to get people to come into the military so they can have like trans surgeries. Mm -hmm. We've gone far and away from the old, you know, days of the military where it, it, it's not everybody's game. Not everybody gets a trophy. You don't all get to go in and we need to get back to that immediately. One, two, if we could pass the veteran entrepreneur act, there'd at least be something interesting for kids to go in Four, three, we need to stop treating our veterans like they're disposable. We need to stop making it so difficult for our nation's veterans. We need to stop deprioritizing them behind migrants immediately. The the slap in the face that has gone on in the last couple of years during this administration to veterans has been unmatched by any other generation other than those coming back from Vietnam, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, not valuing our our service members while they're in service or once they are out of service, our veterans as well. So this is all great insight and a great reminder that military service is an honorable path. Kate, thank you so much for your service and your work to ensure that our service members and our country remain safe. I appreciate the time. Thank you so much. All right, Madison, thanks so much for that conversation there. That's going to leave us with time for one last thing on the podcast today. We're going to take a look at Matthew 23, 12, which reads, whoever exalts himself will be humbled and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. Again, that sort of countercultural thinking, that that counterintuitive thinking to what we normally do when we're left to our own devices. But it's I mean, it goes against our nature, right? We're generally selfish beings. So we have to be reminded to humble ourselves because that is the way uh, that we actually get elevated in the eyes of Christ. 
Yeah. I mean, humility is, is where it's at. It's how we're supposed to live. And, and, you know, you look at Jesus and he's the prime example of it. So it's a yeah. powerful verse. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and pride is usually the root of all the sins and the opposite of pride is humility. So it's something we need to be reminded of constantly as fallen creatures in this fallen world. So good spot to leave it there on the quick start podcast today. Don't forget to get on over to cbnnews.com faithwire.com to keep posted on all the things going on today in this world from a Christian perspective. Lord willing, in that creek don't rise. We shall return tomorrow with more. God bless. We'll see you then.